Well, good morning, Better Life Church. Come on, who's excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Man, it's just an honor and a privilege just to be able to have the opportunity just to, to share what God has pour, been pouring into my heart. And I'm not gonna lie, I had to take a little bit, take a little deep breath because my wife talking on there, whoo, got me emotional, <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, man, just super excited. And I truly believe that God has you here on purpose, for a purpose. You're not here by mistake. You're not here by accident, but God has a word for you. So real quick, I want you to look to your neighbor, type it in the comments. Hey, God has a word for you. Let them know. That's right. That's right, man. And I truly believe it. Truly believe it. And like I said, it's just an honor and a privilege just to uh, to, to be here, just be able to share what God's been pouring into my life. And uh, I, I do wanna give honor where honor is due. And uh, real quick, can we just uh, give it up and honor Pastor Daniel and Leanne? Come on, can we honor them? We're so thankful for you all. We love you all. Men, just super excited. So real quick, I, I do love crowd participation, right? I, I love it. Like I, I work with youth and college students and middle schoolers and high schoolers, and even in college, college is just big kids, like I'm just, but the reality is they're loud, right? They, they love talking back, they love talking in general, but I love crowd participation, so real quick, I'm, I'm actually gonna ask GSP to help me out here. So GSP, I'm gonna have you, uh, whenever I say one, two, three, say that's good, all right? One, two, three. See, right there, that's it. <laughs> that's all y'all gotta do. If y'all want me to preach better, if it's like, Brandon, it's not that good, come on, pick it up. That's what I need right there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But man, I, I, I really am excited and I do love crowd participation. So really quick, um, raise your hand if you have ever had a scar before. If you have a scar, raise your hand. Wow, a lot of hurt people, right? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I, I have a scar and for me, honestly, it's like I, I knew I had scars, uh, but I, I kind of had to start looking for it, and I was like, okay, what scars do I have? And I actually have a really small scar. It's right here on my hand. You probably can't even see it, but I have this scar, and man, I don't know why that vehicle, like car companies do this, but you know that little space in between like your seat and then like your uh Console, you know what I'm talking about. Anybody else drop their phone in that a lot? You know, yes, amen. Fix it. But anyways, yeah, I remember I, I dropped my phone down it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta get it. Next thing I know, I'm reaching for my phone, and I'm claustrophobic. And I know it's just my hand, but my hand was screaming, get me out of here. And I was like, oh no, like it is stuck. And I was like, I'm gonna be like this forever. And so I pull really quick. Next thing I know, I see skin flipping in the air. And I was like, what just happened? And then I look and I am bleeding all the way down my hand. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, long story short, that ended up being a scar on my hand. And the reality is, yeah, it's kind of funny to talk about. It's kind of fun to talk about. But it's really not a fun experience because whenever you have scars, man, it's probably because you went through something that hurt. And the reality is, that's kind of how our scars are. That's how our scars are, that a lot of times, whenever we're talking about physical scars, yeah, it might be a fun or a funny story, but it hurts. But what about the scars in our life? See, they're, they're not that fun to go through. 
They're not that funny to talk about. If we're being honest, we really don't like going through them and they hurt and they sting and it causes pain. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, man, I don't like the process of getting a scar. I don't like what you have to go through to get a scar. So I wanna ask, what are our scars? Ask yourself right now, what are the scars that you have and not just the physical scars on your body? What are your scars? What do they look like in your life? See, a lot of times, like I said, we forget about our scars because honestly, we do a pretty good job of hiding it. We try to cover it up. We try to hide these, these scars and, and it's till you start looking for it, you forget it's even there and something else opens it up. And see, I think that we have a lot of scars and come from a lot of different things, but see, I think that a lot of times what we deal with are scars of sin and shame. Scars of sin and shame. See, we see this even from the very beginning of God's word. The story of Adam and Eve, we see sin enter into the world. We see shame take place and see shame, it was the result of sin. See, a lot of the shame that you are feeling is a result of sin. It's a result of something that you've done in your life that you wish you wouldn't have done. See, shame, it will isolate you. Shame will make you believe that if people knew about it, if people saw it, then they wouldn't care about you, they wouldn't love you, they wouldn't be there for you, but you would be all alone. Shame, it damages you. Shame is all about you thinking about failing. All your failures, all your mistakes, shame makes you run and hide. Like I said, it's seen there in the very beginning of God's word in Genesis 2, 25, it says, and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. They weren't ashamed because see, at this point, sin hadn't entered into the world. Everything was good, everything was perfect, everything was holy, everything was good as God made it. They weren't ashamed. There was no sin. And see, I think it's funny sometimes, and I think that this is a, a beautiful way even to look at it. I think that a lot of times with the scars in our life, we like to point the finger at God, the one who is always good, who will never fail you, never leave you, never forsake you. But it's the sin and the shame in our life. It's because sin entered into the world that we have to have scars. But we know in the next chapter that Adam and Eve, they mess up. They sin. And not only do they sin, they do what we do a lot, they ran and they hide. And they were hiding and God was like, hey, where are you? Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that? And I wanna encourage you all real quick, some of the shame that you're holding on to, I want you to ask, who told you that? 
some of the shame that you have in your life, I want you to ask, who told you that? Who told you that you would be alone? Who told you that they wouldn't love you? Who told you that they wouldn't care about you? Who told you that? Because that's not the truth, that's a lie from the enemy because we know that Jesus is the truth and his word says that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, that he will always love you. So who told you that? Who told you? You would always be alone. That you would always have to carry that sin and that shame in your life. See, another kind of scar that I think about, and these are some pretty hard scars, if I'm being honest. A lot of times we don't understand them, we don't get them, and they don't make sense. See, with sin and shame, a lot of times we choose that. But these kind of scars, and they're hard. They're scars of suffering. We have scars of suffering. Maybe you've gone through something. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you're dealing with heartache or heartbreak. Maybe they walked out on you. Husband or wives, they walked out on you. Mom or dad, they walked out on you and they left you alone and you're broken and you're hurting. Maybe a loved one passes away and you'll get it, you don't understand it and it doesn't make sense. There's scars of suffering. Now think about this man named Job. Job. And in Job 1.8 it says this, then the Lord Satan the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And it's like, okay, well, what does this really matter? Like, what are you talking about? We're talking about suffering. What does that have to do with anything? See, I want you to know that suffering happens to the just and the unjust. Suffering happens to the just and the unjust. And I don't know about you, but for me, that's not me. I'm not blameless and I'm not this person with all this integrity. I'm on my journey with Jesus and I feel that a lot of times we give ourselves way too much credit. See, bad things happen to good people and I may not understand it, I may not get it and it may not make sense, but what I do know is even though bad things happen to good people, God is still good. God is still good in the highs and in the lows, on the mountaintops and in the valleys of your life. God is still good. He never changes. He will always remain. And we look at the servant Job and he was upright. He was blameless. And he was a man who feared God, shunned evil. And I want you to see what happened to Job. Job, he lost all of his livestock. Everything he had was gone. Like everything financially was gone. He lost his servants. They were gone. His health took a hit. His wife told him to curse God and die. Job had lost 10 children. That's suffering. I can't begin to imagine the kind of pain that he walked through. And I honestly, there's some of you all here who I can't begin to imagine some of the pain that you've walked through or are walking through here today. 
But what I do know is that Jesus will be right there with you. What I do know is that he won't leave you. That he will walk through the valley with you. But see, like I said earlier, and the majority of us is like, yeah, I have some scars. And I think that if I were to ask, hey, do you have scars in your life? I think the majority of us would be like, yeah, I have scars in my life. But if I'm being honest, I think a lot of us come in here thinking that what we have are scars when in reality, they're wounds. And I want you to know that open wounds aren't scars. Open wounds, they're not scars. See, scars come from healing. Scars are whenever it heals up and it comes together and it heals up. That's whenever a scar is formed. But see, I think some of us have open wounds. I think some of us are still hurting. I think some of us are still dealing with the shame and the suffering and the heartache. I think some of us still have these open wounds full of anxiety and depression and self-image and what you look like and self-hurt, the way you talk about yourself. I think a lot of us, we have these open wounds that haven't been healed. See, I think that a lot of times what we do though, we think that they're scars and it's like, well, yeah, I don't really think it's an open wound. I don't think, it, think about it that much. Like, I don't see it that much. Other people don't point it out in me that much. I, I really don't know if it's an open wound. But see, what I think happens a lot of times and why we get confused is because open wounds get infected. And what we do a lot of times is we stuff open wounds with the wrong things. An open wound will get infected. You have to make sure to clean it out. You gotta make sure to put it together. You gotta make sure that you do that. But what we do a lot of times is we fill them with things that aren't good for you. See, we go for the right things, but we go to the wrong places. We don't wanna feel alone. We don't wanna deal with the anxiety and the depression. We don't wanna deal with these thoughts that we have in our head. We don't want the shame and the sin to hold us back, but we go for all the right things in all the wrong places. And what we do is we fill these wounds in our life with things like relationships. You'll hang out with whoever, you'll date whoever, you'll marry whoever, whoever is willing to be with you that will be good enough. It's not healthy for you and it's not healthy for them but you fill your life because you don't wanna feel alone with relationships. You wanna know that you are loved. You wanna know that you are cared about. I want you to know this morning, you are loved, you are cared about. Jesus loves you so much that he died on a cross for a sinner like you and me. He is always there with you and he loves you. I know I keep saying it, but I'm gonna say it again because I think there's some people who are here and it's like, yeah, yeah, but you don't understand what I've done. I may not, but he does and he still died for you. Jesus loves you. I think a lot of times we water that down so, so much as Christians. Do you understand that Jesus, he loves you? Not the best version of you, 
the broken version, the hurting version, the version that doesn't have it all together. He loves you. See, we stuff our wounds with these things, with a relationship that isn't healthy. We stuff our wounds with that drink or that drug, and here's the reality of it. We do it because there's pain in our wounds, and we don't want to feel pain. We would rather be comfortable than to allow Christ to develop us in it. What's comfortable, what's easy, what's quick? See, a lot of times we have these open wounds and what we do is we fill them with worry and stress. As if worry and stress is gonna heal it, if worry and stress is gonna change it, that worry and stress, it's got it. And listen, anytime that you fill these wounds with anything other than God and what God's word says, that thing becomes your God. See, some of y'all have relationships that you prioritize over God. That's your God. Some of y'all, you have these people in your life that you're trying to impress, that you put above God. Some of you all, you're putting the wrong things above God. See, there's a difference between open wounds and scars. I think a lot of us have open wounds and it's like, okay, awesome. Thanks for bringing that up. I came here to feel good. Thanks for bringing that up. Now I'm hurting. I tried to numb it. Thanks for bringing that up. And yeah, I've tried to stuff it with all those things and yeah, they're not working. So what can heal it? What can heal these wounds? I want you to notice this. My next point is by his wounds, our wounds can be healed. By his wounds, our wounds can be healed. And man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that not everything has to make sense. Let's be real. Like, it's like, okay, what do you mean by his wounds, our wounds will be healed? Like, it's his wounds that will heal our wounds? Like, okay, if I'm hurt and then my friend gets hurt, am I better? You know what I'm saying? No, it doesn't make sense. But here's the thing with Jesus. It doesn't have to make sense to make a difference. And he wants to make a difference in your life. God wants to bring healing in your life. I want you to notice this, that by his wounds, our wounds can be healed. It's by his wounds, our wounds. And I want you to notice this with Jesus as well. Jesus, he defeated death by dying. To show it has no power over him. And your wounds don't have power over him either. Some of you all think your wounds are too big or too small for God. They're not. It's by his wounds. Our wounds can be healed. First Peter 2.2 2 says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree 
that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds, say his wounds. By his wounds, you have been healed. Are you healed this morning or are you still hurting? Are you healed or are your wounds still open? Turn to Jesus. If you're not healed, turn to the healer. It's by his wounds that you can be healed. And see, we talk about the different kinds of scars. We talk about the scars of sin and shame and the the scars of suffering, but I believe that there's also another kind of scar that we overlook a lot of times. There's another kind of scar. And it's scars of sacrifice. Scars of sacrifice. And see, I've seen videos on it. I've heard amazing stories on it. Whenever someone donates a kidney or they do anything like that and they have scars of sacrifice and they call it a scar of love. And I want you to know that Jesus has a scar of sacrifice and he has scars of love for you. See, we like to look at all the negative things that go with scars. We like to look at all the bad experiences that go with scars instead of the one who is good. See, scars of sacrifice, they take surrender. Scars of sacrifice, it's taking from one to let another thing live, another person live. Scars of sacrifice are scars of love. Hebrews 9.28 says this, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many and he will appear a second time. Come on, who is glad that Jesus is coming back, that he will appear a second time? Come on, that this world is not our home. But Christ was sacrificed to take away the sins of many and he will appear a second time not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Christ was sacrificed for you. He was sacrificed for you. And see, I think that a lot of times we try to hide our scars because we feel embarrassed, we feel ashamed. We don't think what, We're afraid of what other people may think about us. Like I said, with sin and shame, like, man, I can't believe they would do that. Man, oh my gosh. No one's gonna love me if I show them my scars. No one's gonna care about me if I show them my scars. But if scars come from a healer, why are you so scared to show them? Scars have to be healed and healing only comes from a healer and that is Jesus. Why are you afraid to show them? See, I think it's because the enemy likes to lie to you and tell you all these things because what happens is, is your scars, they tell a story. All the scars that we have in our life, man, we have stories with our physical scars. Your scars, they will... Tell a story. And see, a lot of times it's really, really hard. I talk to so many people and it's like, man, I'm just not a preacher, you know? Like, I I just don't even know how how to share. I could never do a sermon, but I want you to realize this. Your scars tell a story and sometimes, sometimes in life, people don't need to hear you preach a sermon. They need to see you live a sermon. 
Your scars tell a story. And see, I, I, I remember going through some of these times in my own life that I have scars from. Dealing with sin and with shame and with suffering. My scars, they have a story and I'm actually gonna ask my little nephew Beckham to come up here real quick, if you don't mind. Walk up the stairs here, bro. Man, isn't he cute? All right. Everybody says he looks like me. <laughs> I'm just like... There was a time where we didn't have answers. There was a time where he was seizing over 20 times a day. There were times where the doctors didn't know where it was coming from. There were times of shame. There were times of doubt. There were times of worry. There were times of anxiety. There were times of stress. There were times of hurt and brokenness. But your scars, they tell a story. And I'll never forget him having to go in for brain surgery. And for me, honestly, the only other time that I had ever experienced anything with brain surgery in my life is whenever my best friend, he ended up passing away. I'm not gonna lie, I had doubt, I had fear, I had worry. But God. See, a lot of times it's really, really easy to try to cover your scars. Because you're ashamed, you're embarrassed, but your scars, they tell a story. And little Beckham here, if you would just turn to the side here for me, but he has a scar right here in his head that will always tell a story. Your scars, they tell a story. Your scars, they tell a story about healing. Your scars, they tell a story about a healer. Scars, they tell a story that even though I didn't know how I was gonna make it through it, God brought me through it. Your scars, they tell a story. You can go ahead and sit down, Bo. Can we give it up for Becca? Your scars, they tell a story. I'm gonna ask my beautiful wife to come on up here real quick too, so I can share a little bit about our story. I know she wants to kill me for this, all right. But we have a story. last year around this time only by God's strength and by God's grace I stood up on this stage and preached a sermon 
about how we had went through a miscarriage. We had lost our child. And the hurt and the pain, the brokenness, the worry, the stress, the anxiety attacks, the panic attacks, the questioning, the doubting. And I was able to say then, even that day, but God stepped in, right? And we were pregnant again. We were so excited, but once again, we lost our other child. And I was broken and we were hurting. We didn't know where to turn. We didn't know where to go to. We thought we were to blame. We were looking every which way. We didn't know what to do. But all we could do was fix our focus on Jesus and surrender it all to him. We were broken, we were hurting. Your scars, they tell a story and we, we had those open wounds, but it's by surrendering them to the healer that we were healed. And I want you to know, man, I'm nervous, I'm scared as can be. But in four weeks, we are having a little baby girl. bring them up, I wanna show you that your scars, they tell a story and you can have hope. See, because hope isn't just a thing, it's a person and his name is Jesus. And he will heal you, he will heal your scars, he will heal those open wounds, he will bring them together. But that's through scars of sacrifice and of surrender not doing it on your own. Because you can't, you're trying so hard and no wonder you feel weak, but guess what? Whenever you are weak, he is strong. Will you turn to him? The enemy wants you to hide your scars because he knows whenever you show your scars, there's a story there. And the story isn't about you and me, but the story is about Jesus. The story's not about what we done, but it's about what he did. I wanna ask you, it's my last point. Do you see the scars? Do you see the scars? I want you to look here in John 20. Verse 25 through 29, and Thomas, he, he wasn't with the disciples whenever they first saw the Lord and they saw Jesus. And in verse 25, it says, so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. I, unless I see it, I won't believe it. Unless I see the scars, I won't believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and 
yet have believed. Do you see the scars? See, Thomas, he wouldn't believe until he could see it. And I think that there's some of us here this morning who are in the same boat that, Brandon, I really want to believe in Jesus. Like, I wanna believe everything that you've said is true. I wanna believe it. It just sounds way too good to be true. I, I wanna believe it, but I, I just can't see it. I can't see it because I didn't go through those experiences. I didn't, I, I can't see it because mine ended up in, in tragedy and in loss. I, I can't see it. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. There is no hope. Do you see the scars? Man, if I could just see the scars, if I could just see his, his hands and his feet and his side, if I could just see his scars, if I could just see him, then I would believe. I'm gonna ask you if you've went through a struggle, if you've had something that you've walked through And only Jesus, it's something that only he could heal, only something he could bring peace and comfort from. Would you just slip up your hand? I wanna ask again, leave them up, leave them up, leave them up, leave them up. Do you see the scars? See, some of you all, it's like, man, if I could just see his scars, do you see his scars? Do you see what Jesus did? Do you see the lives that were changed? Do you see the healer even in the middle of the wounds? Do you see the scars, the only one that he could heal? See, your scars, they tell a story. Your scars, they tell a story. And there's power in your story. But see, whenever your story is all about you and what you've done, there's not power in your story, there's pride in your story. See, our story is to bring Him glory. It's not about us, it's all about Him. And I know for me, I don't want people to look at me and my scars and the scars that we've walked through. I don't want them to see me in it because they see brokenness in it, but I want them to see Jesus in it. Do you see the scars? Do you believe? I'm gonna ask you if you would close your eyes and bow your heads. See, I believe there's two kind of people in this room. You've given your life to Jesus. But if you're being honest, you have some open wounds and you're hurting and you're broken. You're dealing with sin and shame in your life and you're, you're dealing with struggles. You're dealing with a tough time. You're dealing with suffering, with pain. If you've given your life to Jesus, I wanna encourage you, take those wounds to him. Fix your eyes on him. He's the author and the perfecter of your faith. He is the healer. But maybe you're here. You've never given your life to Jesus. You're broken. You're hurting. 
and you feel alone and you don't know where to turn. You don't feel loved. You don't feel cared about. Honestly, you don't even know who you are anymore. You've been walking through the valley for so long. You were in the shadows for so long that you have become blind. You are lost and you can't see. If that's you, I know a healer. His name is Jesus. And he came and he died and he rose again, defeating death and its sting. By his wounds, your wounds can be healed. If you're ready to give your life to him here today, I'm gonna ask you to say this prayer with me and hear me out, a prayer won't save you. But your lips can proclaim what your heart declares. And if today your heart declares Jesus as Lord. See, because I believe that there's some people in here who have walked an aisle, who have said a prayer, but honestly, you've never given your life to Jesus. And God's dealing with you right now. It doesn't matter if the people around you think you were saved or not. It's only between you and God. Only you and him know that. And if today you're ready to give your life to Jesus. I'm gonna ask you to pray this with me and just say, God, I'm sorry. God, I've blown it, I've messed up. God, I've made mistakes. But Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I believe that you came. Jesus, I believe that you died. And Jesus, I believe that three days later, you rose up from the grave, defeating death and its sting. Jesus, I believe it's by your wounds that my wounds can be healed. Jesus, I repent, I turn from my old ways. And Jesus, I turn to you. I declare you as Lord of my life. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. I'm gonna ask you, if that was you and you just prayed that with me, you gave your life to Jesus here this morning. I'm gonna call you out, not gonna embarrass you. This is just between you and God. But if that was you, I'm gonna ask you on the count of three, if you would, just slip up your hand. One, I'm so proud of you. Two, Jesus loves you so much. Three, if that was you and you gave your life to Jesus, would you just slip up your hand? So proud of you, I'm so proud of you, I'm so proud of you, I'm so proud of you. Keep them up. So proud of you. Jesus loves you. Turn to him. He's a healer, he's a comforter. He's our friend. He loves you. He is always there for you. God, we just come to you right now and we just thank you. God, we thank you just for who you are and God, for all you've done. God, I pray that you would just lead us, God, just direct us, God, heal us. God, do what only you can do. God, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, and everybody said, amen. Come on, can we celebrate the lives that were changed? Amen.